This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. We're going to talk about raising godly children. And I, I, I started with that title and I kind of built my lesson around that title. And when I got done, I realized that uh, the title should actually read Godly Parenting. Because it is up to you parents to do the job. I'm going to be a little bit harsh on the men <clears throat> this morning. Your job is to be the head of your house. And if you are doing your job, it will work out a whole lot better for you. You will be able to fulfill God's role and what God wants for a family if you are being the head and leading in the way that you ought to be leading. I would say at least 80% of it falls on the dads. So dads, do your job. This is not my handiwork. Uh, I, I can't draw that well. But you would be surprised how long it took me to find an image of a man and a woman and then children. It was awful. There was two men. There was two women. There weren't any children. There was a dog in one of them with the... Never mind. So anyway, God's design for a family is for one man and one woman. Let's... And I, I believe the men that have spoke before me have made that very clear. Uh, we start off this lesson with Psalms 127 and verse number 1. It says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. If you want this family, if you want this family to operate the way that God would have it to operate, he needs to be a part of it. And not just a part of it, he needs to be the main focus of your family. Men, I'll say this again, and I will probably repeat myself throughout this whole lesson. You lead by example. Every good leader out there that has ever lived, that has been great, and their name goes down in history, they have led by example. They were in the forefront of the fight, and they led by example. Men, you are the head of your house. You lead by example. And that's all there is to it. It can't be done any other way. Ephesians 5.23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Men, you are the head of your house. Lead by example. Consequences of not or of leading by example. Exodus 34 and 7 says, Keep mercy, 
For thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. Men, as you lead your house, if you don't have God in it, if you don't give it 100%, what do you think your children are going to be like whenever they get older? And then your grandchildren, and then your great-grandchildren. If you don't make God a priority in your life, and your family's life, it dwindles. You've seen it happen. And I've seen it happen. But at the same time, I've seen a man that takes his family and he decides we're going to do this God's way. And it will go the other direction. And their children will be better for it. And his sons will say, we're going to do it God's way. His daughter says, we're going to do it God's way. And the next thing you know, he has grandchildren and they decide we're going to do it God's way. It can go both ways. It's up to you right now. You have a choice on how you lead your life, how you lead your family. You can do it God's way or not. But it's going to have a lasting effect through the generations of your family. And if you don't believe me, let's read Judges 2. We'll see how fast God's people can fall. Judges chapter 2, verses number 7 through 12, it says, And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him in the borders of his inheritance in Tenetheris, in the mound of Ephraim, on the north side of Gash. And also all the generation... Generations were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord. So Joshua passes away. The men that are alive when Joshua is, they all pass away. And that next generation did not know God. Nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed after, then followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves into, and provoked the Lord to anger. I would say more so now than at that time, your family, all of us here today are surrounded by other gods. This right here is one of the biggest gods that we have in the United States. It's entertainment. What do you do whenever you have a little bit of time on your hand? How much time do you spend in that lazy boy watching TV on YouTube, learning how to put back together a 72 F100? More time than is necessary there's not that many parts, people. There's no reason I should spend three hours a day looking at YouTube videos on how to do something. It, it, it's pointless. How much time do your children spend on devices? 
You don't think we have a God other than God in the United States, in this world? And that's just one. Entertainment's just one God that we have in this country. What God are you leading your family to serve? What God are you serving? You know, you look at a pie chart on how you're spending your time as a Christian. Does God have a majority of that good quality time in your life? Does he have a majority of that pie chart? Or is it just 10 minutes here in prayer? And the thing is, is I always like to say, monkey see, monkey do. I had a sergeant that would yell at us whenever somebody wasn't marching in time with everybody else. It's not real hard. You're beating time. Left, 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 right, left. Mac knows what I'm talking about. And you have that one guy. Every time he says left, the right foot goes forward. Are you leading your life by example? Because your children are watching you. They're seeing what you do. And I know I, I harp on the men a lot, and I'm going to continue to do so, but ladies... You're in the same boat as we are. The thing is, is that God commanded the men to be the leader of the house. So men, it's your job. If you want to have a godly family, it's up to you to lead. Because God commanded you to lead. As parents... We need to teach our children to love because God is love. I think if you failed at everything else, you, you need to at least do this, to love your children. And not only just to love them, but to teach them about love, about God's love. Because off from there, if you love your children you will train them. If you love your children, you will discipline them. If you love your children, you will have their best interest in heart, which is their soul. At the end of the day, whenever it comes to raising a godly family, the thing that you have to keep in mind is that not only are they your children, they are God's children, and God gave them a soul. And it's up to you to set the groundwork and teach them about God, because that is the foundation that their life needs to be lived on. So teach them. Train them. Discipline them, please. Please discipline them. But show them love. I think that's the one thing that, that our country is missing right now, is love for their fellow man. 1 John 4, verses 7 through 11 says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Please, please, instill this into your children. 
instill in them that God loves them, that you love your children. And I'll tell you how important it is to teach your children about love and that they can, that you will love them no matter what and through any type of circumstances. According to the CDC, take that for what it's worth, according to the CDC in 2021 and 22, roughly about 100,000 people took their own life. Not quite. You fell short by about 1,000, maybe. Out of that, about 14,000 of them were in between the ages of 10 and 24. Teach your children about love and God's love towards them. That shouldn't happen. A teenager should never take their life. Something is wrong. And I believe that falls on the parents. And maybe it doesn't. But if you talk to them about the love of God and how much they mean to God and to you and that their soul, them themselves, are important, I don't think that number would be near as high as what it is right now. Psalms 103 and 13 says, that the Father showeth compassion to his children, so the Lord show compassion to those who fear him. I believe that one is the uh, English Standard Version for y'all there following along in King James. You know, we, we love our children. We let our children get away with things that we would not let anybody else. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Duke was here, and I was sitting across from Duke, and he was eating, and Cheyenne gave him something that was not what he wanted. And the look that he gave his mama, it was priceless. I've only seen that look one other time, and that was whenever Travis was itty-bitty, and he was getting to eat the heart of the watermelon with his hand, which it was, it was hilarious. He had watermelon all over him. But my dad sat down at the picnic table next to him, and just he got a little bit too close. Dad had his own little slice of watermelon, and Travis grabbed a whole handful of the heart of that watermelon, just turned and just glared at my dad. It was, it was hilarious. I, I, I don't just busted out laughing. Nobody else would have been able to look at my dad like that except for Travis eating his watermelon. Dad just picked up his watermelon and slid a little bit further away, and Travis was fine. We let our children get away with stuff that we wouldn't let anybody else. And that's love. You know, and God shows us that same kind of love. He forgives us whenever we royally mess up, doesn't he? And that's what we need to show our children. First Corinthians sixteen fourteen says, Let all your things be done with charity. We need to love our children most of all with their soul in the forefront of our mind. And that should dictate what we do as parents. 
how we train them, what we teach them. Because nobody else loves your child as much as you do. Until, they, until that point, whenever they get married, and then I would say that their spouse probably loves them more than you do at that time. Because they're really going to get to put up with the dirty. So we love our children, we need to train them. Proverbs 22 and verse number 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he, he will not depart from it. Brand God's word into your children's heart. And you don't do that once a week, just on Sunday, once every two weeks. We talk about training. Would you make a sports team if you only trained once a week? If you only made it to one practice a week, would you make the team? Or would you be a bench warmer? Or not even on the team at all? How much time are you devoting to God? And that just not goes for the children. It goes for the parents as well. Men, lead your house by example. You want to train up a child in God's ways? Guess what? You're going to have to put in the work too. And you should. Because it's worth it. It's worth it to have a child that does not leave God. We've seen children leave God, even though they were brought up. But I guarantee you, every time they do something they shouldn't, they have a guilty conscience for it. So train up a child in the way that they should go. Deuteronomy 6, 4-7 through 7 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. That looks like an all-day affair, doesn't it? That's having an open communication with your child and talking to them every chance that you have the opportunity to do so. Oh, you're having a bad day? Hey, let's look at this story and see what a bad day really looks like. Let's look at David and see if he had ever had a bad day. We can train and we can teach our children about God and how much he loves them. But it's going to take some time. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I used this verse in a couple of my last lessons that I gave. And I just, I looked at that verse from just a perspective just as a Christian in general. Study, just study to show thyself approved unto God. Just face value, what it's worth, just need to study. I'd like to you look at this verse in the situation that you're in right now, though, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a great-grandparent, 
as a child. Study to show yourself approved unto God as a mom. Study to show yourself approved unto God as a dad, as a grandmother, as a grandfather. Put some purpose into it. I mean, pinpoint exactly what you need to study as a Christian for the situation that's right in front of you. For the situation of parenting. What can make me a better parent right now? What do I need to study right now that would most benefit my family? My family, are they, are they dealing with stuff right now that pertains to anger? Well, I know something about anger, so let's, let's look at these verses. These verses have helped me. You're struggling with depression. Well, let's look, focus on this and get through this depression time. Pinpoint and, and study God's word pertaining to the situation that you are in right now. And as you grow, as your family grows and matures, study with purpose God's word. Ephesians 6, 4 says, And you fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The English standard has a discipline and instruction of the Lord. We love our children. We, we love them so much that we're going to teach them about a love that we can't even give them, and that's God's love. But we also need to discipline our children as well as training them. Your children are going to learn regardless. They are going to be influenced regardless if you do it or not. Somebody is going to train them. Somebody is going to mold them and shape them. And you need to be the one as a godly parent to, be, to do that. That is your job. But if you don't do that, somebody else will. They will be molded. And they will be trained. Just make sure it's in a godly way and not a worldly way. Oh, this is my favorite. Proverbs 29, 15 says, The rod of reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. The rod of reproof. Rod reproof, give wisdom. I didn't. I don't know if you know this or not, but pain, pain is probably one of the best. I'm not going to say the best. That, yeah, I will. Pain is one of the best teachers that there is. You get hurt doing something. I bet you don't do it again, do you? I've been out of the military for over 10 years, 15 years almost. I still know how to properly raid a house. Now, I will do it a lot slower than I did whenever I was a teenager. And my reflexes are going to be really slow. But I can still raid a house without making any mistakes. 
And the reason I can do that is because I did push-ups upon push-ups upon push-ups in full body armor with my assault rifle because I'd mess up and they say drop and you go doing push-ups. I go to raid a house, my shoulders start to hurt. My arms start to hurt. That's how good of a teacher pain is. Your child does something wrong and you spank them, they probably won't do it again, correct? Same part of that verse is, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. I know there's been some times <coughs> excuse me. I know there's been some times that Braun was disappointed in some choices that her sons have made. Uh going to the creek in a brand new pair of jeans and coming back with mud all over them that does not wash out might have been a little bit disappointed in their decision making skills at that time but to the point to where she was ashamed of them I don't know if they've ever done anything that made her ashamed of them you don't correct your children and you will be ashamed of them. Don't let that happen. First Corinthians fifteen thirty-three says, Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. Uh, there's a friend of mine at Allison, uh, Brother Monty told me about this. He uh he has a a son. He's not very old. Um, anyway, he was his son. I guess goes out there into the shop with him, and he let a couple of words slip. Uh, I'm assuming that something bad happened in the shop, and his little boy that repeated those words. And I'm pretty sure Mama looked at the little boy whenever he said those words and repeated them. And then she just turned around and looked at him and said, I wonder where he heard that. I've, 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 been, I've been guilty of that. There are certain words that my sons know now that they shouldn't have learned until they were at least teenagers, but they probably learned them a little bit sooner than what they should have. But evil communication corrupt good manners. Who, who is your child spending time with, a majority of time with? Is it godly people? Or is it not? I went into the military and there was not a whole lot of godly people. And trust me, it, it wears off on you. It wears off on you. And it will wear off on our children as well. So while they're under your roof and you can have some control over who they spend time with, make sure it's godly people and not somebody that's going to lead them in the wrong way. Proverbs 22, 15 says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Uh, you can also use a leather belt. 
Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a rod, but you can use a leather belt. Mom had a, f- a flip-flop. That was, that was not good. Uh, a floss water. Floss waters work too. At least they worked on me. There's a lot of that stuff I didn't do again. And, and I, I, for, I, we had a paddle, and for some reason, uh, my older sister and I decided to throw that thing in the trash barrel whenever it was burning one day. That was probably the biggest mistake that we ever made together. Because I would take that paddle any day over that floss water. That thing stings. And for some reason, I guess mom had one in every single room. It seemed like any time I did something, she just, it was, I don't know if she kept it in her back pocket. I don't know, but it worked. It got my attention. And a lot of that stuff I did not do again. If I did do it, I didn't do it around her. Proverbs 23, 13, and 14 says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with a rod or flip-flop or a floss water in, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with a rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Here's another statistic for you. One in 20 Americans serve time in state or federal prison. The United States leads the world in incarceration. Those aren't very good numbers. And that doesn't even, that's not even calculating in there uh, your local your local police force and their jail system. One in 20. As parents, we also need to teach self-discipline along with disciplining. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, 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 temperance. Against such there is no law. Temperance, self-control. You don't always get what you want. Self-restraint. Sometimes you have to work to get what you want, and you have to work hard. Instead of just taking what is not yours. Teach your children, first and foremost. And I know it's hard. It's difficult. And the reason it's so difficult is it it seems like this country that we live in is they are hell-bent on destroying the family. There was a quote that some politicians made. Uh... It was not by Abraham Lincoln. Some of them gave him credit for it. it. says, America will never be destroyed from the outside if we falter and lose our freedoms. It will be because we destroyed ourselves from the inside. 
the destruction of this country is going to go all the way back to the destruction of the family. You destroy it, and any country will fall. It's just the way it is. It's been proven throughout time. You do not just, you do, especially a country that is, was founded on godly principles, you destroy the family, you will destroy the country. You don't like the leaders that this country has? Who brought those leaders up? Who taught them? Godly parents? Godly grandparents? I doubt it. You have a chance right now with your children to change the future of not only your family, your extended family, but the future of the country that we live in today. Men, as leader of your house, it is up to you. You have to lead, and you have to lead by example. That's just all there is to it. There is no other way to lead. You can't lead from the couch watching YouTube videos of a 72 F100. You can't do it. That's not going to get the job done. Once a week in church is not going to get the job done. Daily study with your children of God's word and God's will and branding, branding it, searing it onto their brain and in their hearts. That's going to get the job done. The lesson is yours this morning. I hope there's something I said that's been beneficial. There's a lot of parenting that I did not cover. A lot of parenting that stuff that you have to watch out for. Uh, I, 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 could, I could stand up here for days and talk to you about guarding your children's hearts and their minds from the world. Especially men, raising young men. I think, I think number one, uh, most looked at images for, for youth is pornography. You know it and I know it. Pornography has plagued our youth, and it's been doing it for a long time. You have to protect your children. Don't give them any downtime. Push them. Push your children to the point to where they fail. And then teach them from that failure. Not everybody finishes first. Not everybody gets a trophy. Not in life. Teach them about failure. Looked at those incarceration numbers. You know what almost 80% of them are? Drugs. And the reason we lead the world in that is because there are some countries that will just put you to death. In the Philippines, the Philippines does not have drug problems. You get caught with drugs in the Philippines, they kill you. That's just, just the way it is. But our country suffers from drugs because we never have taught our children to cope with failure because they never had been pushed hard enough to fail. Men, you are the head of your house. Push your children. Push them so hard. Set that bar so high that they cannot reach it. And then train them as they fail. Learn from their mistakes, and then they'll get to where they can reach that bar. Push your children.
Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.